two, one. Hello, everybody. Welcome to a special breaking news edition of Wrestling with the Future. I'm Angelo DiCipio, joined by Dan the Man Sebastiano, the Happy Haberdasher. Daniel, how are you tonight? Uh, busy. Uh, unfortunately, this is one of those shows you don't want to do, but here we are. Absolutely. You never want to do that, especially, you know, when uh, we didn't plan on being back, Dan, until January 5th, but the wrestling business had other plans for our vacation. Um, we want to welcome Big Ben Scala, Scala from Ocala. Hashtag Scala from Ocala is, uh, is, our, is our man about town deep in the, the sunshine state. Not much sunshine you guys are getting. And of course, Armageddon himself, Mike Murphy. Mikey, how you doing, brother? I'm, uh, I'm hanging in there. <laughs> it's been a uh, rough, well, rough um, week. Let's uh, let's uh, address the uh, subject at hand. We are here um, with this special breaking news edition. We lost yet another uh, wrestler. 2020 took yet another victim. John mm -hmm. Huber, best known as Luke Harper, a.k.a. Brody Lee, uh, both AEW and WCW, I'm sorry, WWE fame, um, uh, very big, very popular on the indie circuit before he made it to the big time. Um, I guess I want to go to uh, Dan the Man on this one first. Dan, what do we know about his passing? What happened? Uh, what are they saying? And uh, and what's uh, what's the scuttlebutt? What's going on? Well, the official uh, the story was broken. His wife posted on Instagram that he had passed away. After uh, she she mentioned he was being treated by the Mayo Clinic for a non-COVID related lung condition. Uh, obviously, the Mayo Clinic specializes in cancer and uh, extreme diseases. And uh, AEW, obviously, they they posted their official response, and then PWI. And un unfortunately, in the digital age, several mainstream sources confirmed had to confirm that it was actually. Uh, it had actually happened and it wasn't some kind of storyline because it, just in the last five years, how many people have died uh, as part of, you know, stories or, or something. Uh, so yeah. unfortunately, you had to cover that hurdle. But the yeah, the, the official story is it was a non non covid related lung condition. Uh, he was yeah. he was being treated at the Mayo Clinic at the time of his passing. Uh, and when they say lung condition, Dan, are, are they are they giving any specificity? Uh uh, are they hush-hush? Uh, what's, what's the, the general feel? Uh, unfortunately, there hasn't been much uh, in this way of specifics. There was uh, a pretty high-profile story um, that I don't want to get into too much because of the nature of what happened from it, where several... Uh, basically, the narrative of the story was COVID, um, but his wife's denying that. AEW is also denying that, saying they have very strict COVID testing policies. So, um, but yeah, it, it just appears yeah. to be uh, a lung condition, which, like I said, with the Mayo Clinic, um, unfortunately, when you look at, at types of cancers or other conditions that can affect the lungs, you can go from perfectly healthy to gone in weeks or months. So who, sure. who knows spe the specifics? And Absolutely. I mean, it and, might come out with time. And, but we don't want to jump to conclusions, though. Right, exactly. Uh, the fact that he was treated by Mayo, uh, for, it could be completely unrelated to his passing. It's possible it was completely unrelated to his passing. Um, 
Actually, his wife did confirm that he was being treated by Mayo Clinic, but mm. she never said what for. So we have to walk this this uh, kind of tightrope because we we're not sure that he passed from what he was being treated for is is the essence of it. If I understand. Oh. Correct. Her statement noted that she he was being treated by the Mayo Clinic, but did not confirm that the non-COVID lung issue was what he was being treated for. And that's what I wanted to get at. So, Benny, now uh, tell me what you are hearing. You brought some information to me earlier. What's the uh, what's the feel? No, it's really kind of just my own opinion that, you know, uh, you're a 41 year old guy. Normally, I mean, yeah, maybe like, you know, the first thing you're going to think of is, is, you know, and I'm not saying this is the case, but, you know, I'd say statistically, you know, 41 year old guy, the, the first way he's going to pass away probably be in a car accident. And then, you know, the second thing might, might be drug related and, you know, maybe maybe heart attack or something like that. But you just don't expect a guy who makes a living with his body who seemed to be in very, very good shape, you know, at that age just to suddenly pass away. Are there uh, are there kind of um, you know uh, I'm gonna use the uh, the analogy. Are there um, is there um, is there a needle in this haystack that you're uh, that you're pulling at? Because it, it seems like there's something sticking out there that you, you're you're reaching for. I'm just saying that I would not be surprised if a week, you know, or two weeks from now, we we hear a different story. That's all. Okay. Man, maybe we so won't, it's just, but I'm just saying it wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me in the least. Well, and it's it's funny that you say that because Mike Murphy Armageddon, the guy who made his living with his body for a long time, uh, mm -hmm. had some real strong uh, visceral responses when the the news of John Huber's passing hit the wires. Uh, Murph, why were you so uh, viscerally affected? Uh, mainly because I thought at first, well, here we go again. It's going to be another case of, well, <clears throat> he was doing this or he was doing that. Uh, which, yeah. as we all know, to this point, hasn't been proven you know, nothing's really been pointed at that. Uh, and it also took me back to another wrestler uh, that I had the privilege of working with, uh, indie wrestler uh, named Arkham, uh, who was uh, 25 years old, passed away in his sleep, uh, right. left a wife and a child behind, had sleep apnea, didn't even know it. Just went to bed one night, went to sleep, never woke up. Yeah. Could it be something like that? Possibly. Could it be something more nefarious? Possibly. Till we get the coroner's report or hear something more, nobody's really going to be able to tell. Right. Well, I'll tell you, um, for what it's worth, I've I've held my opinion to my to myself close to the vest for the last couple of days. Uh, I'm more in tune with Bunny on this one. Um, something don't sound right. Uh, as soon as they announced his passing, something didn't sound right. Right. Um, and it's just this kind of, uh, guttural instinct that I have. Um, I don't know if it's, uh, 
I I don't think it's drugs. Let's put it that way. I no. don't think it's drugs. I think, however, that, uh, that perhaps his wife, in order to protect their child, um, is putting out a story publicly that, as a cover story, perhaps, um, so that the the real cause of death doesn't circulate about. I don't know how old uh, his kid is, uh, but I know he's, he's he's got at least one child we know two, of, right? Two sons. He's got two uh, sons. Yeah, okay. he has two, two children with his current wife. Okay. And do we know how old these boys are? Um, you know, I'm not sure about the youngest. I know the oldest is eight, and that was mentioned because they had to do some – he uh, he signed technically signed an AEW contract, and they had to do some – legal mumbo jumbo in florida to get an eight-year-old to sign a sports contract that's the only reason i know i remember that age yeah um the interesting too about that uh the other thing is um you know how much uh, you know eight years old an eight-year-old kid today is a lot smarter than they were when i was a kid um, <laughs> right largely because of their uh, involvement with social media and computers so perhaps, and I'm just saying, I'm just talking out loud here. Perhaps it wasn't what we're being told. And in order to protect these two boys, maybe they're putting out a public story that's um, that differs from the truth. We'll say it's that. Entirely possible. Um, I I don't I don't want to speculate. Um, there's been no indication that we know of that he was any kind of a drug user or a drinker um you know uh, again you know it could be something completely innocent you know maybe uh, maybe Dan's right maybe he was being treated for something other than a lung infection at the Mayo Clinic I think I think it's important to remember too that he dropped he had he had excuse me he had a, a good run as the television champion on uh aw he when he dropped the title to cody it was back in the beginning of october they announced he was taking a leave of absence for a personal medical issue so i mean assuming that's all tied together it's it, you know he started treatment case, only only a few months makes, ago yeah and you know what and that's a real good point uh if that's the case it makes perfect sense then so and then, then the 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 narrative that this has been an ongoing situation ties in perfectly with what we're being told. Uh, I don't see any reason why. I mean, a guy lost his life for crying out loud, you know. Uh, I don't see any reason why they would want to, you know, besmirch his uh, his name or his reputation. I mean, if you're sick, you're sick, you know. People get sick all the time. Uh, and people you get COVID nowadays all the time. Uh, and But but largely they recover from it. Yeah. You know? Uh, yeah, but you know, Angelo, you know as well as I do, um, being in the business as long as we both have, a lot of wrestlers, uh, and I've done it myself, will hide injuries, hide illnesses, just so we can get in that ring and compete. Well, that's the other thing. Let me go to Benny on this one. Then we'll go 
we'll go around the loop. Danny, Murph brings up a good point. The, the notion of uh, wrestling hurt and wrestling injured, it happens all the time in the business. Time is money. You miss time, you miss money. Uh, I know it in Murph's case. I, I know it in my case. I've seen it. I've had guys work for me that worked injured against my advice, by the way. But they don't want to blow a payday, so you can't tell them no, you know. It, it's a slippery slope you walk when you're a promoter. On an indie level, when you're a promoter on this massive level, that's a whole nother ball game. Right. So, Benny, what do you think? Um, the, uh, the injury factor, could that have played in? You know, and my first thought was to baseball back in the day before free agency when those guys had to play for their contract every single year. And yeah. I mean, they, they'd play with broken bones. I mean, you know, pulled muscles because, you know, they knew that, you know, God forbid they missed a significant stretch of time. They're getting a pay cut the next year, not even a raise, you know, yeah, absolutely. and they weren't making good money to begin with. And that's a little bit different now because these guys have contracts. I think in this case though, it's more, you know, it's more than that. I don't want to say ego maybe, but like, you know, you know that if you're on top, and you, you lose time, chances are you're not going to come back on top. You might get back, put well, back in the Well, that's the thing, Benny. It's really not ego. It's they, they don't work. They don't get paid. Right. It's that simple. You know? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, is there somebody gunning for you? Absolutely. Look, there, there's if there's an opening on a roster and this guy is at number the three position and you're at number six, well, you're going to jump to number three real quick if number, you know, if number five and number four, you know, break their foot right. or injure their pinky finger, you know, that's how it is. They're going to, they're going to jump over number four and five to get to number three. I've, that, I've, but, but, but that's the business. That's the nature right. of the beast. You know, they're going to, you don't get paid if you don't work and they're going to work. If it means, you know, sorry, you know, you broke your leg or you broke your back. I'm sorry, but, you know, I need I need the paycheck this week. And he, and he was just getting a big push. He got, like Dan said, he got that uh, TNT championship. Yeah. And he was getting to, I, I think he was actually getting to play the character that he really wanted to play. Yeah. Brody Lee was who he wanted to play. He didn't want to be Luke Harper. He wanted well, to be Brody Lee. Yeah, and you know what, Benny, that's really important. We need to point out, too, that. John Huber created the character of Brody Lee long before AEW and long before WWE. Oh, yeah. That was his name on the indies for years. Going back to like 2004, I think. Yeah, he worked on the indies a long yeah, time it, with that name. It's it's something to think about, too, is that, that the, the appearance-wise, maybe not complete character, but Luke Harper with the dirty... Uh, the dirty wife beater and the jeans and the towel sticking out of the back that that looked a lot that was the look that bro that was lifted from Brody Lee the Brody Lee character in AEW this dark Mr. McMahon parody which is exactly what it was yeah sure. um, was 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 more of a character he wanted but less of the character he started with Luke Harper was more closer to the indie Brody Lee than the current Brody Lee was absolutely sure. I'd like to uh, I'd like to take a step back to the uh, you know playing hurt, playing injured kind of thing. 
Um, Angelo had mentioned that you know he had guys come to him that he knew they were injured, and they were like, "No, no, no, I want to work." I was one of them. I was one of them. He he knew that I was hurt, and I'm like, "Hey, I need the payday." And I've said this before in this business. I said it before. I'll say it again. For every match that I didn't do, there was ten cutthroats out there willing to do it for free. Do it. And well, and that's it's, where it's funny you it, say it's that, Mike. And that's that's where yeah. that been that. So what was was he hurt? Did he have an underlying injury? Like I said, till we get a coroner's report, or something, we're really not going to know. Well, it's funny you say that, Mike, because that uh, the the show that we did, the, well, I keep referring to because it, it was our big show, the, the show that we did at the uh, Sands Casino, mm -hmm. we had a guy on the card named Slayer that literally broke his, he dislocated his shoulder in a match. Rather than go with the ambulance to the hospital, which was two minutes up the street, this guy, and I'm not even shitting you, this guy went backstage up against a brick wall and popped his shoulder back in. Yep, I remember and that. I remember Slayer, George. Yeah. He popped his shoulder back in right, just so he wouldn't have to go to the hospital, so he wouldn't miss the match. And then mm -hmm. he continued the match. Yeah. He, you know, it, it, the mindset of an injured wrestler, you'll never understand it unless you've been there. Um, so Dan, um, yes, sir. what is AEW saying now? Are they giving daily updates? Are they, uh, are no, they, they vocal? Their, on this? their, their stance hasn't changed from the beginning. Uh, basically they, what, what his family announced is what is the story that they have. Uh, other than that, they're kind of doing Mike Murphy's idea of let, let the cards fall. Uh, they did announce the upcoming, I believe tomorrow the upcoming AEW broadcast will, has been re-changed. It will be a Brody Lee tribute show. Um, and then they did – the only statement I think that's important to note is uh, – and not to call out competition, but PW Torch, the one of the biggest dirt sheet sites, they just fired their senior editor of something like 30 years uh, because he wrote an article basically accusing AEW of covering up that it was COVID. And AEW issued a full oh. denial up and down the board, uh, which is really the only direct statement they've made to some of what the, the news that's out there. But, yeah, their official stance is still what, what his family said stays and, and let them have their peace and privacy. And uh, they did announce, yeah. obviously, they signed Brody Lee's son, and that he, as if AW's oh still around when he's old enough, they guarantee him a contract. So, and I want to talk about that in a little bit too. But but you mentioned something I want to go there, um, and it was inevitable in the wrestling business. It's inevitable you got to deal with the dirt sheets. Yep, because they're just there. Uh, any word from Meltzer? Yes, I've, I've uh, noticed that Dave Meltzer has been ominously quiet the last the, few days. The the only information I've seen Dave Meltzer report was a confirmation on AEW's story that that they do test for COVID, and at no point during any of the tests Brody Lee took was he positive. So Meltzer is backing the the narrative that it's not COVID. That's the only, and then obviously the the news of the passing yeah. itself. But that's the only outside the bit uh, the norm reporting I've seen is. 
Meltzer went well, out of his way it, to. It seems like Dan that when the dust settles, it's uh, all going to be much ado about nothing. Pretty much, yeah. This is, I mean, unfortunately, you guys know uh, in the social media age, especially the social media dirt sheet age, the second this happens, there's a dozen conspiracies, and unfortunately, some of them probably you yeah. know a little hurt more hurtful for the family than than yeah. normal. But yeah, and at the end of the day, some of them actually uh, are are true, you know. It, it, exactly. I think. I think. Really, at the end of the day, it'll, like Mike said, uh, it might. You know, you wait for the official report. It'll be something related. You know, uh, some kind of a of a lung cancer or something that. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny because my wife mentioned that earlier. Um, talking about the Mayo Clinic, you know, it's true they they generally don't treat you know lung infections especially you know the term infection right you, know, you right. go to a doctor for an infection you don't go to the mayo clinic for an infection unless there's something deeper underlying that that they need to you know that you need that kind of expertise for because that's a highly specialized clinic trust me when i tell you i know a lot about the mayo you're not a going lot. there for a head cold yeah you don't go there for a head cold benny Right, exactly. Uh, Benny, uh, you uh, you mentioned making a compiling a, a a small list of twenty two so far. God help us. Um, let's hope it's just twenty two. But uh, who did we lose this year? This is a right. uh, we're going to make this kind of a, a Brody Lee John Huber uh, tribute breaking news catch up. Uh, forward slash uh, end of year salute to the fallen. And this is just the names that I recognize. I bet, you know, if, if Mike had looked at that list, he probably would have recognized maybe 10 more. But I got 23 on here. So I got uh, Bullet Bob Armstrong, uh, Brody Lee, John Huber, Danny Hodge, <coughs> Dick Steinborn, Howard Finkel, uh, Johnny Walker, a.k.a. Mr. Wrestling 2, Kamala, Cat LaRue. Which I think she wrestled in WCW back in the nineties. That yes, um, you got uh, Kevin Green, who is more known for you know being a football player than a wrestler. But uh, Mark Rocco, uh, Pampero Furpo, uh, Pat Patterson, Rip Oliver, Rogue Warrior Animal Joe Laurinaitis, Rocky Johnson, Chad Gaspard, which was a tragic death. Uh, Silvano yeah. Souza, Killer Tim Brooks, Tony Russo, Tracy Smothers. Winona Littleheart, and then uh, Tiny Lister, a.k.a. Zeus, and yeah. then La Parca 2 were the names that I had. That's enough. Trust that's, me. That's it. That's enough. And there were more. There were many more on the indie level, far too many on the indie level, quite frankly. Mm -hmm. um, it's hard to feel sorry for guys dying, though, when they're doing it to themselves uh, on the indie level, and that's and that's larger than what's happening. These guys are killing sure. themselves for 20 bucks. And in some cases, they're killing themselves for nothing. In some cases, they're paying the promoter. Yeah. Doesn't help us. But uh, the day you have to pay a promoter, and I'll talk to the boys here. The day you have to pay a promoter, get out of the business. Oh. Get out of the business. I'm serious. I, definitely. You yeah. Know, when when I, I, you have I, to pay a promoter to work, then you don't. Then you don't need to wrestle, and you don't deserve to wrestle. Get out of the business. Yeah, and, and, you know, I've, yeah. I've, I've seen some guys get hurt. 
right. not just because of what they want to do. And Angelo, you and I have talked about this. Uh, one in particular story I'm going to bring up. But the promoter, some promoters out there are so shifty, they'll let the they'll let the wrestler do a gig, knowing that it's dangerous, knowing he's going to get hurt. Uh, for example, Angelo and I were talking about this. I forget where it was, but it was at a shopping mall. An indie circuit company was doing a show. The kid took a, what a swan dive or something off of off the top the level. Yeah, Where? my guys are, are very familiar with that. Yep. And Benino. He jumped from the second level. Yeah. Yeah. That promoter should have had his and license his father pulled. father was the promoter. He should have had his license pulled that day. Yeah. What, did you hear what I said? The kid's father was the promoter. That's right. Yeah. Okay. You, you're going to tell your kid that it's okay to do that. Yeah. First of all, yeah. you should be bitch slapped as a promoter. And you should have your right to parent revoked permanently. Uh, see the one, and that's the one thing about Angelo that I can say honestly. If I wanted to do something, or a wrestler went to him and wanted to do something, if Angelo thought that it was too dangerous or somebody could get hurt, especially with something that we hadn't done before, no. Bottom line, and there was that was it. The answer was no. There was no getting around it. You didn't do it. Not when I'm the one paying the liability insurance. <laughs> exactly. I mean, $10 million bond. Okay. Mm -hmm. Not cheap. Yep. So, Dan, um, we got a list of 22 guys that left us this year. Yes, sir. Um, if, if, I, if I may, since I, I didn't hear him, if I did, uh, uh, I apologize, Benny, because I only bring him up because his name's come up on the show many times. Uh, back in October, Tracy Smothers also passed away. No, I did say Tracy. Yeah, oh, you yeah, did? Tracy. Okay, I must have yeah. missed it. Because I know his name's come up on the show a and lot. he was what? I think in his late sure. 50s? Oh, yeah. Yeah. He wasn't that old. Yeah, Tracy for sure. Absolutely. Um, uh, Joe Titus, uh, who I had the privilege of meeting, and I can honestly say when I met him, uh, 100% class act. He was a class act. Yeah. Never so said no to a fan who wanted an autograph. Would come down to his... I met him when I did security for a horror con. We had wrestlers show up. He was one of the first ones at his table, one of the last ones to leave, and he wouldn't let a fan who wanted his autograph leave there without it. Absolutely. Good. He's one of the good guys. So, uh, gentlemen, the, the year-end show, uh, not that we planned it as a year-end show, but that's what we're going to have to accept it as for now. We um, extend our condolences to the family of John Huber, a.k.a. Brody Lee, a.k.a. Luke Harper. Um, wishing God speed to him and make God smile, John. You've done good here. And uh, whatever reward you get, you earned and deserve. And uh, so now onward and upward for wrestling with the future, I should tell people that we, uh, Dan and I and Benny, uh, got a little bit of a Christmas gift this year. Um, we broke, at the time we broke, 
the top 100 wrestling podcast in America. Coming in at number 99. We are now at number 96. We moved up three points. Chugging along. We're yeah. like in the billboard charts where you have that bullet next to our name, right? We're, we're moving up. Yeah, moving up the charts, right? <laughs> when you now is Casey Kasem. Yeah, exactly. Um, so we are, uh, we're being looked at. I will tell you that um, we're being looked at by a company called Backtracks and a, a company called uh, Podstatus.com. Um, they are uh, they are two of the uh, the podcast ranking companies that was actually uh, podstatus.com that ranked us at number 99. And we are number 102 in Australia, and I had to tell Barbara Goodish that. In fact, <laughs> I made a point to tell her by private message, and she was thrilled that we're doing so well in her home country. So... Um, we uh, we go onward and upward, and now wrestling with the future has a, a different look, maybe a different feel with uh, Dan the Man and Big Ben. So, uh, Dan, what is your plan for uh, for taking over the hosting duties of wrestling with the future? Well, like I said, our uh, our first show is going to be kind of a year because, but by the January 7th, we'll have the tournament. Hope all of that, that crap hole that was 2020 in the rearview mirror be kind of a year in review discussion. Um, and then we've got the big announcements coming up at the beginning of January. So the following show will probably be a year of what's coming up discussion of, of what, what to expect in 2021. And then okay. we'll go on with the best, uh, best stories and guests and continue from there. Who you got in mind for guests? Who's coming up? Well, we have. I mean, obviously, your uh, your your plethora of previous contacts. You mean uh, we've my also, <laughs> Yeah, we, and and Benny, um, we've we've also got a couple of uh, old friends that have reached out to us, and um, so we'll keep keep going from there. Good. As long as the old friends are cool with the old man, we're good to go. Good, good stuff. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm looking forward to the new look. I uh, encourage you to, uh, you know, to to change things to suit you. Um, as long as you keep the format what it is, you know, uh, you're only taking over, not going anywhere. Um, <laughs> I'm taking on some other shows. We got uh, tell everybody we got Conspiracy Corner. We've got. I want to like that one a lot. <laughs> We're going to talk about conspiracy a lot. I have a, uh, one of my first guests, in fact, is a woman. Uh, the right, a, a, it's interesting book. She wrote a book called The Shadow, The Man in the Shadow. I think it's, hold on, let me get it right. The Man in the Shadow. It's a book about Paul McCartney. Imagine that. Uh, and the replacement of what Dan? Why are you laughing at me? How many how many times are you going to cover the fake Paul? I, I that this that that show you a, did with the say with yeah, the Vince got Russo a new and the Sage I didn't think there was anything left to say. Benny, where you going? You leaving me? What are you know? I'm right here. Okay. <laughs> Guys, not to interrupt, but speaking of going, I have to get up at one a.m. Okay. for work. Murph, I want to say early. 
I want to say I wish you all a happy new year and a safe new year. God bless. And I hope you all had a very enjoyable Christmas. Thank you. Thank Mike. Same Thank to you. you. Good Take night. care, brother. Drive safe. You got it. Take care. He's a truck driver. Long, long haul truck driver on Murph is uh, at 1 a.m. comes quick. Mm. At 7 30, 8 o'clock. So, gentlemen, um, yeah, I'm going to be doing some some interesting stuff. Uh, mob talk is getting a lot of uh, a lot of play. Uh, we're going to be doing a lot more episodes of mob talk. I just spoke to um, Nick Christopher. He's interested in uh, doing more episodes with us. George Anastasia, of course, is going to be doing a lot more episodes with us. And George is coming on, I believe, the 26th. I think the 26th. I'll tell you here in just a second. I have my calendar here. I believe I have it right here. George Anastasia. And, oh, and John A. Light. Um, that's going to be interesting. Yeah, we got George and the 26th and John A. Light on the 28th. Um, Stephen Bonner's coming back. Billy Stallings. Interesting guy. He's a really interesting guy. They call him the spa guy. He is YouTube's spa guy. He is also one of the craziest, like, most diehard Elvis fans you'll ever find in your life. This guy will literally spend thousands of dollars to travel anywhere just to find a story or artifact that Elvis was involved in. He's just like a super fan. Crazy super fan. Um, And he's also a Christian musician, by the way. I should point out that. Wasn't Elvis a, a big wrestling fan? I thought oh, if, was, he, if he is, I don't know. I'll, I'll I thought find Elvis out. was a very big wrestling fan. Well, Elvis used to go to the uh, the Mid-South Coliseum, right, right. Um, and people didn't know it. He didn't. They didn't know it. Because he would get there before the crowd came in. Well, he lived in Memphis. He probably had keys to the building. You know? <laughs> right. You know, who, who, who in Memphis there. is going to turn Elvis away? Right. Plus, it was, you know, that was his his home building. Could have had a feud with Jerry Lawler, who was the real king. That would have, you know, that would have drew megabucks. Don't laugh. It actually was in the works. And Jim Cornette told the story on his podcast. Can't make it up. Can't <laughs> make it up. That probably would have been one of the biggest things that ever happened in wrestling. The battle for the king of Memphis. There you go. So they had to settle for Bill Dundee instead. <laughs> ah, God bless and I love Bill. Anyway, so we're you know what? We're gonna make this a short night. I want I want to get these guys back to where you back with your family and everything. This is not where we want it to be. Um so, uh, in closing, we're going to wish everybody a, a happy new year, and we hope you all had a great Christmas. Um, Big Ben Scala, stay out of trouble, kid. Will do. All right, if you can. Uh, Dan the man, be on the lookout for another hat. By the way, it's a like, I like that hat. That's a nice like hat. Yeah. Is that a new one? Uh, I think actually think I've worn this one before. It might have been once before because it looks looks relatively new. I yeah, like that. Maybe. Well, you guys, um, 
on behalf of Big Ben Scala, Scala from Ocala, Dan the Man, Sebastiano, the Happy Haberdasher. Yes, sir. I'm Angelo DeCipio. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for making 2020 great for us. Uh, 2021 will be that much better. Maybe we'll go from 96 to uh, 26. We're working on it already. Take care, guys. See you next year. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Take care.